Seeker Star! Hello. Good evening. Grant, how you doing, bud? I'm good. It's Mother's Day, so I'm having a great day. Happy Mother's Day, Grant. Thank you. Much appreciated. Grant has 13 children. Wow. That's a lot of children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, what's been going on, bro? Anything good Um, since the last yesterday that I saw you? We did some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Boyce College graduation and Southern Seminary graduation took place. And you all will be happy to know. I have didn't successfully gone another year without graduating college. <laughs> I've been going strong since 2015. I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. Thank you. Thank you. You got this. Thank you. However, I did meet someone. You met someone? I did. And you want to know who it was? Who's that? A man named J.L. went, to, uh, went into the cheese business in Chicago. <laughs> I've quoted that. <laughs> Who probably. is that? Who is that? Who? That guy. The guy that says it? Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember his name, but I know the guy he's talking about. His name is J. James L. Kraft. Mm-hmm. And anyway, that sermon illustration he was about to use was talking about how he went bankrupt. So a man named J.L. A man named J.L. Went, went to start a cheese business in Chicago, <laughs> but he went bankrupt, <laughs> but then turned around and created Kraft Mac and Cheese. Oh, and he's probably like, like super dead now. But he didn't end bankrupt. No, he yeah. ended up with Kraft Mac and Cheese. Still doing pretty good. An endless supply of it at that. Anyway, uh, boys' college graduation ceremony. A good friend, a good friend of ours graduated from boys' college. Who's that? Tiffany. Tiffany Vet. <laughs> Tiffany graduated. Good friend. Who's in the next room over with Mary Caroline? Who's my fiance? Who's gonna be my wife in less than a month? She go on. <laughs> you guys, we, what we started doing is putting all these random, like weird, like <laughs> little bit, clips. little clips into the into this. Uh, what is this called? A soundboard. A soundboard. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was Kenneth Copeland speaking so, in tongues. <laughs> yeah, just quote unquote speaking in tongues. She go on. She go on. But anyway, after the graduation ceremony, we went to this place called the Swizzle. Swizzle? Called the Swizzle, which sounds more like a place you would go and get a chicken sandwich, but it wasn't. It was a high-dollar steakhouse. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Yeah. And I spent like, I didn't spend, actually, I didn't spend any money. However, I ordered a $50 steak with a $22 lobster tail. Dude, yeah, it was it was so good. Really shout out to Tiffany and her parents. Specifically her parents. Yeah, way to go Tiffany for graduating college so that I can spend $100 at his nice steakhouse in downtown. You didn't spend any money, Grant. So that Stop I can order $100 worth <laughs> of food. Golly. Anyway, that was really great. Me. So, so last week we talked about spiritual depression. Yeah. We talked about specifically the spiritual depression where you're you're going through the Christian life, you're feeling weary of doing good things. This week, we're going to talk about something very similar. Spiritual depression that is brought on or is caused by a lack of discipline. Yeah. So, what is what does that look like? What, is it, what does it mean to be disciplined? 
I think to be disciplined is to be diligent, to practice, if you will. I mean, for us being sports guys, of course, we're going to think about this in a, in a way relating to like collegiate basketball because we both played. So it's like yeah. discipline being trying to perfect or trying to strengthen. Work, working hard for a goal. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would say in terms of what we're talking about, I would say discipline, uh, spiritual discipline, looking like um, just two of the big ones, prayer and getting into God's word. Yeah. Just, but just devotional time. There's a lot of debate on what God's word is, right? What is yeah. God's word? Yeah. God's word is the Bible. Okay. But like, it's the Bible. We all agree. We all agree. Yeah. But why should we read? Like, why should we read it, study it, meditate on it, base our life on God's word? Yeah. Well, it says in God's word why we should study God's word. So God's word tells us about God's word? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting how that works uh, together like that. Yeah. So there's, there's many examples you have in the Psalms, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the Psalms, David talks and about... That's, what is that? OT? Is that Old Testament? That's some OT stuff. <laughs> We're throwing it back a little bit. So we got in the Old Testament, we got David spitting about God's word. Go ahead. Yeah. He says, every word of God is flawless. It's true and eternal. Um, he takes refuge or takes shelter in God's word as in David does. Um, it's a shield for those who do take refuge in it, um, and it's able to refresh the soul. It's able to make uneducated people wise unto salvation, and it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Yeah, so not only is there so much writing, I mean, we just kind of took a couple verses that are very concise, and we pointed them out, but there's yeah. so much more in the Old Testament that goes through what God's word is. Yeah. Um, a lot of it we kind of summarized here. Um, it also, in the, in the within the Psalms, it talks about God's word being more valuable than gold. Yeah. Uh, much fine gold, right? Yeah. It talks about that. And the author of Hebrews, which is, it's funny because we say the author of Hebrews because the book like doesn't tell us who the author is. No. There's a lot of debate on that. But the author of Hebrews says that God's word is alive and active. It even says like, it's able to judge the thoughts and the attitudes of the hearts of men. Yeah. And then we have Paul who talks about how the Bible is directly from God written by human authors. Yeah. And it's he says that it's all we need to know God, which is the greatest good for us, right? To actually know our our creator. It's all we need to know how to be saved. It's all we need to know how to rightly worship God, how to live before him and even how to live among other people. Right. It's, it's all we need to be completely equipped for every single good work that we could ever live. So, I mean, what about prayer though? You know, what specifically is prayer? I think, I think Christians, a lot of times I shouldn't just generalize all Christians here, but I think a lot of believers especially once you're kind of in this spiritual depression that we've been talking about, have almost a low view of prayer. And why? When, well, when you break it down to its simplest form, prayer is literally talking to God, mm. which I think we hear that a lot of times and we go, well, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But like you're talking to the creator and sustainer of all things yeah. ever. Ever. Yeah. But then when we talk to like a retired, yeah, like a retired <laughs> NBA player or something, we're like, oh my goodness, 
I talked to like, like I just Figaro. you know, and <laughs> I I talked like I had a very short minuscule conversation with Jimmy Butler one time. Mm-hmm. He was signing my hat. Who's Jimmy Butler? He's a former Chicago Bulls player, but he is R. now R. a guard um, with the Miami Heat. But, yeah, he signed my hat one time, and I was the last person. I looked at him, and I said, last but not least, right? Like an idiot. (laughs) He goes, yep. (laughs) But I left that game, and I said, dude, I I had a conversation with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And, like, it's this big deal. My brother met Derrick Rose. Yeah. He got to stand on the court with him. Mm. And I was like, dude, my brother... Stood by, like... Yeah, you didn't even... Yeah, I didn't even do it. It was just the fact that my brother did that. I thought that was great. But we get to talk to God. Yeah. Like, how menaced... Like, how tiny are people compared to God? Yeah. Like, oh, I talked to Jimmy But Who cares? Who cares? And the thing is, like, how are we even able to do that? Right. We are sinful beings. Yeah. The only way that we are able to talk to God... It's through him allowing us to. It's through Jesus Christ yes. dying, shedding his blood for us. Right. So that we can be brought into right relationship with the creator. Yeah. Where our sins can be forgiven. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And, and well, and the Bible shows a, a beautiful picture of this truth. And in Psalm 91, 15, it says, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. So that's God speaking. Yes. Right? Like he he can call on me and I will answer and him. And I will answer him. Yeah. God answers. He hears our prayers. Yeah. In uh, Isaiah 65, 24, it says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So God hears us. He hears our prayers. And he answers us. Yes. Like that's that's crazy to think about. Um, in Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. Mm. And so obviously there's a, there's many different directions you can go with this. Um, why doesn't God answer prayers sometimes? Yeah. There are times specifically concerning living in habitual sin. Yeah. God does not have to answer your prayers. No. God is not your genie. Mm-mm. He's not there for just to bless you and everything like that. Right. If you're living in a way that's contrary to him, or if your desires do not line with his, he will not answer your prayers. No. He doesn't even want to hear them. Yeah. Um, and there's so many examples of that in scripture. But when we are aligning ourselves with who God is, God will answer our prayers. He will hear us. Yes. And that's amazing. Right. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. We are told not only can we speak to God, but God will hear us yes. and answer us. And then he, he says, don't stop. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get annoyed with you. Yeah. Right? So I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. But that's a great like point of reiteration. We have to know that God God will listen to us, and then we can actually come boldly before our Creator because Jesus Christ has made a way for us to do that. Yeah. And we have the Holy Spirit within us who helps us to pray. I mean, th- here's, the, here's the thing. Many of you, just listen to this. You heard everything we said. And it just went in one ear and out the other. Mm. Because I know if I were to just listen to what we just said, it's like, okay, it's kind of like what we talked about last week a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like, I've heard this before. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. So kind of, I know this. Most of us have heard these verses. We've heard this type of thing. Maybe maybe you haven't. And I hope you heard those verses and were like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Like, I, I really hope that's that was your reaction. But some people, they hear these verses, they hear this truth about God, they hear the scriptures speaking of themselves, yeah. and they don't do anything. No. They're just like, okay, I hear that. Yeah, cool. I, I don't yeah. want to. I don't have anything within me that wants to read the Bible. I don't have anything within me that wants to pray. Yeah. And so that's why we're talking about discipline today. So I got a quick question, Grant. Okay. Who is Satan? Loser. I don't know. Loser. <laughs> Loser. Loser. <laughs> Every competition there must be. Loser. What's wrong with you people? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, RC Soul. Oh my gosh. Satan is the fallen one. Yes. He is the tempter, the one in the garden, the originator of evil. Yes. He is the beginning of all bad things. Yes. He's the one who tempted. Eve in the garden. Yes. He is the one who tried to tempt Jesus in the garden. Keyword, tried. Failed. Loser. Jesus is the winner. Loser. Satan is, let's let's start with who God is, right? So God, what is his main goal with creation? His main goal in creation is to bring glory unto himself or to be glorified in all things. Okay. So what is Satan's main goal? to steal that glory from God and to give it to himself. Okay. So Satan's goal is to glorify himself. God's goal is to glorify himself. Yes. So if those two goals, right, obviously we're not comparing Satan and God like they're on the same level. Right. They're not. They're not. Satan is a is a creature. God mm. is not. But because Satan's goal is to gain glory for himself his his motive in this world is to steal god's glory for himself by causing us to sin yeah by causing us to seek after other things and thus not giving the glory that belongs to god alone for creating us and for christians for saving us yeah he wants to reflect that glory to himself right he doesn't want us to glorify the lord no he wants to destroy us yeah, he wants us to to glorify ourselves. I really wish that we had something to protect us from Satan. Like what? Like any I w- I really just wish like why would God put us on this earth? He would send his son to die for us and he wouldn't give us anything to protect ourselves. Hmm. He calls Satan the roaring lion. Right. You know, he's trying to devour everything in his path. Why would God not give us something? To protect ourselves. But what if I told you that he did? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what, Grant? Something like a suit of armor. Like what kind? Like Bible Man? Like the one Bible Man wears. <laughs> you stole it before I got a chance to say it. You did it on purpose, too. Yeah, I did. Totally. Yes. He gave us the whole armor of God as described in Ephesians chapter 6. Well, it says straight up right here... Um, be strong in the Lord. Yeah. And in the strength of his might. It says this, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Yes. So how are we able to stand against the schemes of the devil? By putting on this armor. Yes. Right? So obviously he's talking about I better not see anyone out there running around in Roman <laughs> Dude, you freaking better be out there running around in Roman armor. Do it. But he's using this metaphor. Yeah. He's saying we need armor against an enemy that's unseen. And so this is spiritual armor. 
so to speak. Yeah. Says this, for we do not wrestle against the against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces in the heavenly places. And John Calvin actually has something really good stuff to say about that. He says this, to impress them still more deeply with their danger, talking about the danger of the Christian against the devil. Yeah. He points out the nature of the enemy, which he illustrates by a comparative statement, not against flesh and blood. The meaning is that our difficulties are far greater than if we had to fight with men. There we resist human strength. Sword is opposed to sword. Man contends with man. Force is met with force and skill by skill. But here the case is widely different. All amounts to this, that our enemies are such as no human power can withstand. By flesh and blood, the apostle denotes men who are so denominated in order to contrast them with spiritual assailants. This is no bodily struggle, right? So it's not something that we're just struggling with within our bodies. This is not a physical war. This is a spiritual war. Satan is unseen. Yeah. And he is the one behind evil in this world. Yeah. We are fighting against something that is unseen. Right. So how can we defend ourselves? Yeah. It has to be something that's unseen as well. It's it's spiritual. Yeah. And so that's why we have the scriptures. That's why we have prayer. This is why Paul here talks about the whole armor of God and how we're supposed to put that on. Yeah. So like it says, verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We are fighting something that is unseen. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just to go along with the illustration for the Roman soldiers, they're going into physical battle and putting on this armor that is going to physically protect them, Mm. protect their body, protect their heart, protect their you know, their stomach area where a lot of your vital organs are. Um, and then in this, he's talking about that armor as if it were in a physical battle, but correlates it to the spiritual battle. So just kind of going on in verse 13, it says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Verse 16, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. Yeah, so right there, we are told to do things, right? We are told specifically, put on the armor of God. Yeah. Speaking about the word of God and prayer. It is the sword of the spirit. So these are things that we have to take up. Yeah. When we talk about discipline, we're talking about doing things yeah. that we that help us to grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. There's a specific view of faith that people have that is wrong. It's almost like, boom, I'm a Christian. I have faith. Mm-hmm. And now everything is going to be it's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to grow. I'm just going to start growing. I'm yep. just going to start loving all the things that I'm supposed to love and start hating all the things that I'm supposed to hate. Why? Because I have faith. Because I have, I mean, I have faith in God. Right. He's going to, he's going to do all this work. 
and that and to some degree that's what happens yeah but it's not without our discipline yeah it's not without us being disciplined yeah now this is not to say that the salvation side has to do with us um but yeah we are saved by by grace alone yeah through faith and that faith is a gift of god right but yeah but with that faith to grow in that faith yeah there is work that has to be put in there is discipline that has to be had yeah for instance um in second peter 1 5 through 7 it says this for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue Virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. It's talking about supplementing your faith yeah, with these things. Yeah. Supplement means to add to. Right. Right. So when we talk about faith, your faith grows. Mm-hmm. Your faith is, is meant to grow. Yeah. Your confidence, that's con- like confidence literally means with faith. Yeah. Confide is it's Latin. It means with faith. Right. So confidence is is something that does grow over time as a Christian, but it's only done through discipline. Yeah. It's only done through prayer. It's only done through reading of the scriptures, getting to know who our God is. And you know, we talk about this the shield of faith. Imagine, you know, when you're first first a believer and you have this little bitty shield. Yeah. Right? Like a like a what, what am I holding out like about like a, a saucer like a yeah. like a saucer for a, a for, small for a bit of tea yes so you got a little bitty tea saucer here and that's your shield now imagine all these bad things like um, imagine me getting saved at at you know whatever age I was and getting tempted with you know alcohol or getting tempted with any of these things if I would have had those things around me I got a little bitty shield but as I've grown. There have been really bad things that have happened to you. There have been really strong temptations that I've been able to resist yeah. because of my faith. Right. The shield, right? Um, and that's only because of the sword that I have in the word, yeah. in prayer, to strengthen my my faith, yeah. to supplement my faith. Right. So we're, this faith that we have is not some magical thing that if you just have faith, then everything is going to go just just how you thought it was going to go. Yeah. We have faith in Christ. So let me say this. There are two types of faith, I believe. There's a saving faith, Mm -hmm. and there is a sanctification faith. Yeah. So there is is this sense in which we have faith that saves us. It's justification, which means we are justified, bang, in a moment. We are made right before God. That is the faith. That is saving faith. And then Mm -hmm. there's this faith. It's, It's a ever growing thing in the Christian, just like, just like the Christian. Yeah. And I would say that the growing of a Christian is the faith of the Christian growing within the Christian. So we have to be disciplined in order for our faith to grow, right? In order for our confidence to grow in the Lord. Yeah. God has given us specific things to protect us from the devil. Yeah. And if we are not disciplined in our spiritual life, it's not that we will go to hell, that Satan will overtake us in so much that we would, quote unquote, lose our salvation because you I mean, you can't do that. But we will live a miserable life just in this spiritual depression without joy, without joy in the Lord. You yeah. know, it's like if if you were to if you were to go without a meal or go without 
a couple meals or go a day without eating or something, you're going to notice some things happening to your body. Things to where you're not going to have any strength. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to be fatigued. You're going to be, you could get sick even Mm -hmm. if you go so long without food. You could even starve. You could even (laughs) starve to (laughs) death. But it's the same way when, when we're not in the word. If we go, you know, a day without being in the word. Okay. Oh, I didn't get into the word. You go two days, you go three days. Once you go so long without being in the word, you start to notice things. You start noticing yourself falling into these old habits mm-hmm. or giving into temptations, falling into uh, sin patterns, you know. But in our humanistic minds, we view it as, oh my goodness, you've gone how long without eating? Oh my gosh. What are you doing? What You're are you starving doing? yourself. That's insane. Yeah. You moron. Right. Eat. But it's like, okay, yeah, this is good for physical health. But if we go so long without getting into the word, that affects our spiritual health, which is vastly more important. The problem is when we're not disciplined, you can tell. Yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. But for for a while, you can pull off, uh, you know, really looking good. Mm. You know, you just... Have a smile on your face. You know everything's going well, but hey. really inside you're you, you're doubting God. Yeah, you don't know if anything is true. What you've learned. Well, yeah. I mean, when someone says, "Hey, how's your spiritual life?" Mm, great. I'm doing really it's well. It's great. Man. And guess what? You can get away with that at first, usually because it's a spiritual thing. People can't physically see. Now, if my arm was in a cast and someone said, "Hey, how's your arm?" I would say it's broken. <laughs> You can physically see that. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why it's so dangerous. Oh my gosh. Because that's because you can't see it. Yeah. You can't you can't see what the devil is doing. No. And so for Christians, because we can't see what the devil is doing, we feel it almost comes off as if we think nothing is going on. Right. It's like, okay, because I can't see what's happening. Yeah. Everything must be completely fine. Yeah, There's just, nothing against me. Like yeah. God's it's, protecting me. It's, it's a simple, I'm just in a little bit of a funk. I'll it's, be out in a couple days. God is protecting you, but yeah. how he's protecting you is by giving you everything you need to withstand yes. this sort of, of attack from the devil. Bingo. The, Paul literally says it right here. He says, be strong in, in verse 10 of Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Yes. So it's it's unseen, and that's why, and even Calvin talked about it. It's like, that is why it is so dangerous. Yeah. It's much more dangerous than what we think. It's unseen, and so it's unseen. It's like out of sight, out of, out of mind. Right. And so like you're saying, you know, I don't have a spiritual cast on my heart or whatever. Right. Um, but if I am not doing these things, I can tell a difference. With yeah. Me. Oh, Absolutely. I can tell a difference. I feel numb to certain things. I start to feel be- better about sinning. Yeah. You know, there's certain things that just start to... You just stop caring. You, exactly. You stop caring flat out. You don't really want to go to church. You go because it's like, well, I'm a Christian and this is what I'm supposed to do. But, mm. like, I don't really care to go. So go back to what is the devil's goal? To steal away the glory from God and give it to himself. So he's doing it. Yes. So if if Satan, all he has to do is make you feel like reading the Bible is boring. All he has to do is make you feel like praying is pointless. And boom, 
He's got you right where he wants you. Oh. You're doing exactly what he wants. Yeah. That's the only thing that Satan has to do to the American church. Yeah. Is make scripture boring. And it's because we, as humans, are slaw. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's why it is so vital. This is... This is how we protect ourselves from Satan. Yeah. This is how we protect ourselves from these evil things that are happening. Now, I wish I could elaborate. I wish together me and Grant can put our minds together and elaborate on all of the different schemes that the devil has going. Yeah. But it's it's never it's the whole world. Yeah. He has every he has entertainment. Mm. He has your coworker. Yep. Now, not literally when I say Satan, I mean there I I believe in a literal Satan like there's a spirit on this earth that is Satan, right? Yeah. But there's also, we're talking about like this evil presence yeah. that's throughout the world. Like this says, it says the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Mm. So there is a cosmic evil force at yes. work in everything. Yeah. Everything. And it doesn't always have to look evil. It can look like worship songs that say heresy in them yeah oh <laughs> i think that's the biggest one that is a oh that's a huge one i mean and i know we laugh at a lot of these uh big prosperity preachers you know we laugh because the stuff that they say is just so outlandish but like a man named jl went to uh went into the cheese business in chicago if you were to go and watch that full clip like right after he says that this guy pops off on one of his members and then there's another clip of that same guy at his own church he tells one of his members you're the sorriest church member i got you ain't worth 15 cents like are you kidding i think most people have seen that but sorry i interrupted keep going no but it's like there's you know we laugh at it because it's like holy crap like that dude just got wasted in his own church by his own pastor but i mean if you look at those those church services of preachers like that they are packed out because they're being told something that sounds good well i'm sure Poor Mr. Underwood there didn't want to hear that he's only worth 15 cents. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I mean, for a lot of these people, like your verdicts, you know, it's like they're being told something that sounds really, really good and they are believing it. But unfortunately, what they're being told is like heresies. Yeah. These evil powers, they take up the whole world. Yeah. Not to mention your flesh is working against you as well. Yeah. you Your sin nature is still within you. We're naturally evil and so we're trying to put that to death how do we put that to death spiritual disciplines we have to discipline ourselves yes. to put it to death we have to fill ourselves with the word of god to right. put our sins to death we have to pray and grow in communion with god yeah in order to be strengthened to fight against these sins yeah and we, another, and it, well and another thing even going back to that uh like discipleship episode is seeking out accountability accountability definitely strengthens you know, our, our spiritual disciplines, because if we are caught in sin or, you know, whatever the case may be in regard to that, we have someone saying, Hey, I'm, I'm telling you this because I love you, but I'm calling you to repentance, repent yeah. of that sin in turn. So, I mean, the thing is in Romans 12 two, Paul says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So yes. we are meant to be transformed in our minds instead of being conformed to this world. Mm. So it's it's interesting. I really like this here how it's it parallels being conformed to this world with being transformed by the renewal of your mind. Yeah. 
So if you're not being renewed in your mind, you are being conformed to the world. Yeah, and that is so scary to think about. Yeah. So like you 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 brought up accountability. Yeah. How how can we do that? As people who wish to do what is good and acceptable and perfect before God, right? And I think that's the rest of Romans 12. Mm. We must be on the pursuit of a renewed mind. Yeah. So how how do we do that? How do we do this? How do we develop this discipline? Well, I think it's it's the way I mean the way that we renew our mind is by just engulfing and emerging ourselves with the very word of God and by actively and and very often praying, bowing before God in prayer. Yeah. So obviously this is our responsibility as Christians. Yeah. We know the answer to that question. Um, we read our Bible. We talked about that, right? Yeah. Um, the Sunday school answers. For many of us, we have, it's weird because like many of us, we have this desire. I'll be, I'm going to read my Bible tomorrow. I'm going to get up. I'm going to start to stay off really well. Yeah. At nighttime, I'm saying all this, yeah. talking to my homies, mm. hyping it up. Yep. Wake up in the morning. It's just gone, bro. I don't know. And it's like. Well, well, one, one I've noticed too, and I've talked to a lot of people and it's like, okay. And the afternoon, the evening, we'll call it the evening, commit some sort of sin. You feel bad about it. You confess it. Oh my gosh. I feel so terrible. I feel so much remorse for my sin. I can't believe this happened. Right? And then as you're going throughout the rest of the evening and you're going to bed, you're like, man, this is where it's all going to change. I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start getting to my Bible. Actually, I'm going to text so-and-so and see which uh, book I should start reading and just all these other things. And then, yeah, exactly. By the time you wake up, it's like, well... Let me get my coffee first. Well, let me do my laundry. Well, I got to go run some errands. And then boom, you're back in the same cycle and it never happens. Yeah. So I think that we need help sometimes. Um, right? Yeah. A billion percent. Oh, see, I was just saying that just to make sure I was, you know, you ever like stick your toes in the water to see how someone would react? Yeah. You know, I was just trying to see if you, how you would react. But we need help, man. Like, I need help. And this is the thing. If you're struggling with this, there chances are the people around you yeah. are struggling with this. Mm. Your friends who go to church with you, who went to youth group with you, obviously there's some friends around you that don't care. Like, they're not Christians. Mm. But there are chances are, if there are any Christians around you, that those people are also struggling with the same things you're struggling with. So you can't just sit around. Right. And... And let you and your friends be miserable in their walks with Christ. Right. You know, are they, like we talked about last week, are they pursuing these artificial stimulants, these things that give you this artificial joy that we just made out of alcohol or out of a woman or a man? I really think, like, it's our job to take responsibility of of our souls, yes, but also the people around us. Yeah. We have to have real conversations. I'm so sick of people having fake conversations. Mm. It's like, we are all sinners. Yep. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. So let's let's not pretend to be perfect around people that are pretending to be perfect around you. Yeah. And it's not like you have to sit down with your friends and it's like, oh, hey, let's all go to, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game. And then we sit down and it's like, okay, confession fest. Everyone go and say what and you're then you, struggling because with. Because here's what happens. You do that for like 10 minutes or 30 <laughs> minutes or an hour or that whole night, right? Yep. And then you never talk about it again. Yep. Have conversations regularly about yeah. how you are doing spiritually. Yeah. And that's not that hard to do. I go up to Grant. 
hey, bro, I'm struggling. Dang, that's crazy. And what do you usually say? Dang, that's crazy. No, no I usually say, bro, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and then we're like, all right, how can, you know, how can we pray for one another? Yeah. What do we need? What do we need to hear? Do we need to be reminded of who God is? Do we need to be reminded of the gospel? What is it that we need? So that's how you, you start this. Now, some of you might not know what to say. Oh, I don't really know how to encourage my brother. Well, that's why we have this podcast. That's why there's other podcasts like that. So we can encourage you to grow in your knowledge of, of God and of, of the scriptures in general. Yeah. And when a brother or a sister is caught in sin or struggling with something you you point them to the scriptures you those just, things that you have learned yeah you don't just kind of muscle up something and you're like hey man just you got it just keep on just keep on keeping on you know mm-hmm. that's such crap yeah as a brother or sister in christ you're to point that person to the scriptures and say hey this isn't me saying this this is god's word saying this when we are in a christian community like we're like we're supposed to be yeah there is such incredible encouragement and not just encouragement, but accountability, you know, yeah. get checked if you need to. When you don't feel like being disciplined, you have to have that around you. Don't make any commitments that you're not going to keep. Mm. Um, like you just know they're just very unre- unrealistic. Yeah. One commitment that me and Grant have pretty much swore off of for the rest of time, at least within like this type of thing, is like these group chats. Yeah. Because what, what would happen is we'd start group chat. Great intentions. Oh, we would be balling. Great intentions. And this is a number of years ago, but like we would start, we'd start a group chat and, you know, we're trying to, you know, we just got hyped up one day, you know, we realized yeah. we're all like struggling with yeah. different things. It's like, hey, let's start a group chat. We're going to put and prayer requests in here. Prayer requests. We put got some scriptures, verses. articles. And then, and then no, <laughs> no longer than two weeks, maybe one or two weeks and that flame burned out. Oh yeah. And we just stopped talking about it. The occasional meme here or there. You have to understand the importance of meeting together and encouraging one another to continue to grow, not just for your own soul, but for your, your buddy's soul. Yeah. You know, or, or your, your brother, or your sister, whoever the case may be. Satan doesn't get, he doesn't care. No. He does not have any preferences when it comes to people. He's going to yeah. go after you. As a Christian, Satan is trying to destroy you. He wants to give all the glory to himself. And the way that he does that, is by making you lazy bones. Yeah. He I'm just, guilty. Same. He destroys us from the inside by using things on the outside that are more appealing than the scriptures. Yeah. Your brother and sister in Christ, they don't want to be conformed to this world. Neither do you. So you you have to be filled with the truth of God's word. We get and we get to come before the God of the universe to talk to him. And yeah. he hears us. Yeah. And not only that, I mean Yes, of great importance, but equally as important, we get to read and understand the things that he has written to us in his word. We don't need anything else. So we have to we have to be disciplined enough to take advantage of the gifts that God has given us. That doesn't yeah. mean we're ever going to be perfect. We're not. No. We're always going to struggle. We can always do better. That's not the point. The point is we have to do it. We have to make it a habit to some yeah. degree. Yeah. Like we have to. Otherwise, the devil is going to have his have his way with us. Yeah, and we're going to be stuck in that spiritual depression. No joy, no happiness. We want you to experience that joy in Christ, and we ourselves, obviously, we we long for that too. Yeah. Um, so this is for us as well. Really appreciate you guys' support. Um, appreciate all all of you that have have listened and shared our podcast. 
have subscribed to it. Go, there are so many other podcasts that can that can encourage you as well. The Society, Society of Reform Podcasters. The Society of Reform Podcasters. Yeah, they're great guys. Go check them out. Very very brilliant guys. Um, yeah, and if there's a topic that you would want us to cover, shoot us a, a message on a social media platform such as Instagram or Facebook, not Twitter. Heck no, definitely not, not parlor. parlor. Rest I in mean, peace. I actually think it's coming back. But um, we do care for you guys and any topic that you would like us to cover, we would do it to the best of our ability. Yeah. We take it very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, share this, subscribe um, on whatever podcast platform you use. Follow us on social media. Um, those things help us kind of grow and get a feel for who our demographic is, who our uh, who our listeners are, and also what to cover, and yeah, also the things to cover. But uh, yeah, with that being said, um, next week, fresh pod. Stay tuned. Seeker star. Chega, ó.